welcome to Her Natural Potential Podcast. This is the place where we help driven women get healthier, wealthier, and stronger. I'm your host, Nikki Cork, a registered holistic nutritionist and transformation coach, and I'm going to show you how to level up your nutrition, health, and mindset so you can start living life at your full potential. Good morning. I want to talk about self-sabotage. This is something that a lot of people find when it comes to working towards specific weight loss goals or fat loss goals. And it could obviously really hold you back from getting the results that you're looking for. And what this means is that you are taking certain actions that you know are not in alignment with your goals. So let me know if you've had a meal plan or you've had a workout plan and for and you know that you want to get the results that you're looking for. You know you want to follow this plan and you want to have discipline and you want to have willpower, but then you end up doing something that is just out of alignment. You end up stress eating, (laughs) binge eating, right? You end up skipping your workouts. You end up not meal prepping. All of these different things can obviously be hindering your progress. And sometimes like people will consider these things as self-sabotaging, right? You're doing certain like specific things that are sabotaging your results and affecting your ability to get to your goals. And that's what we're going to dive into today because It's often not just about having more discipline or having more better willpower or just telling yourself you're going to do it. There's often underlying kind of reasons and it usually has to do with mindset. If you struggle with consistency, if you struggle with accountability, or maybe right, you turn to food as a stress coping mechanism. Or you, whenever you have a bad day or you are overwhelmed, right? We can use food to kind of deal with emotions sometimes. And so this, again, can really kind of affect our ability to get to certain weight loss goals or fat loss goals or even health goals too, right? If you're doing certain things, especially about kind of rebalancing your gut or addressing certain health concerns, or even maybe like dealing with certain food sensitivities or intolerances, but you keep doing these things, which aren't actually making you feel good. Now, why? Why do we self-sabotage, right? Why do we do things which are out of alignment, which don't help us get to our goals, which don't help us feel good? What, how do we not stay consistent with the habits, even though week after week after week, we know that we should? And always has to do with mindset, right? There's also other components and stuff, which I'll kind of touch base on with kind of today's topic and stuff, but and discussion, but it usually has to do with mindset, right? It's not as easy as telling ourselves or thinking that we're going to stay consistent with a meal plan or stay consistent with a workout plan or stay consistent with certain habits. It's not as easy as just thinking it and telling ourselves to do it or even having a plan. Right. So many times people think, well, it's like, I just need a meal plan or I just need a workout plan and I I can I can get to my goals. It's the accountability, it's the consistency, it's the execution and adherence to that plan that is usually going to help you get the results you're looking for. And therefore, too, if we keep doing things which are out of alignment, keep taking these actions which aren't actually supportive of those results and of those goals then that's where we can get stuck in this kind of 
back and forth cycle where or with this plateau, right, with our results, or we can end up feeling a lot worse and not actually getting any results whatsoever. And then we get frustrated. We get frustrated with why the heck can we not have more discipline? Why the heck can we not have more willpower? Why the heck can we not do the things which we know we should be doing? And it usually has to do with mindset. And so I'm going to share with you kind of four key areas that can really like that we I, we really work on with our clients and stuff because oftentimes like as a holistic nutritionist right we're usually working on not just okay what do we need to fuel your body with and how do we need to train but also like how do we actually shift your mindset and your stress management and your relationship with food and all of those things and so that's where oftentimes there are kind of like, we found that there's kind of like four key areas that we end up working on with our clients to help them improve adherence. And they may surprise you. You may not really be thinking about these things. And that being said, if you're noticing these things and you're like, man, that's actually so true. I do that. That totally applies to me. And it's not even a thought in your fitness journey or your health journey then take this as a sign that that's something you need to work on first. And once you do, right, once you work on that kind of mindset factor or that like that, that key area for self-sabotage or, or like affecting your adherence, that's where you can finally be more consistent and then get better results. So really work on these things. Pay attention. Now, Let's get into things. Who's excited to learn kind of what we do at Nixon Nutrition, kind of for the four key areas that we really help our clients with. Now, number one, going to start with number one. You're not clear on your why. We often have goals. We often have goals. We have these things that we want to work towards that are maybe really important to us. But if we're not super clear on the purpose behind getting to that goal, then the moment life gets busy, the moment we get stressed out, the moment there is a family emergency or something comes up, right? Or we get sick, right? Now everybody is freaking sick, it seems like, right? So the moment those things happen, I need at least 15 pounds is probably not going to be the biggest priority. And even with weight loss, there's often a deeper reason why. Maybe it's about health. Maybe it's about hormones and having more energy. Maybe it's about not feeling limited or restricted so you can do more of the things you love or spend more time playing with your kids or be more active, right? Maybe it is to address certain health concerns because you don't want to down the line end up having certain health conditions or diagnoses or be super restricted and limited and then have it be a major, major problem holding you back. There's usually a reason as to why we want to lose fat or we want to drop weight. And it's getting really clear on that reason why that is going to help you stay accountable even through challenging times, even through when things are kind of overwhelming or stressed out, right? Because you're working for a bigger purpose. It's not about just, I need to lose 15 pounds. It's about, hey, like I'm doing this for my health so I can be the healthiest self, most fittest self for my family as I age. And I can be there longer for my kids. Or that I can have the energy to do all of the things I love or to support my body better, right? If those reasons as to why you're working towards a goal 
is bigger than just the number on the scale. And it is something that's really impactful. And the moment you think about that, you're like, man, like, okay, yes, I need to keep doing this. I need to keep moving my body. I need to keep nourishing myself because it's so much bigger. It's long-term. It affects my quality of life. It affects the people I love. If we figure out the main purpose as to why we actually set that weight loss goal, and we're really clear on that, it's going to help us stay more accountable because that's what we're going to be thinking about. And it's going to hold us more accountable through those obstacles. So how many of you here right now are super clear on your why? This is one of the first things that we do with anybody coming into our programs and we, even with our four-day challenges, right? This is one of the key things that we really share with everybody because getting clarity on your purpose behind goals, digging deeper, right? Going beyond that surface level, I need to lose 10 pounds, 15 pounds, how many ever pounds, right? Digging deeper into that and going beyond that is going to help you stay more accountable and more focused with your goals. Now. Key area number two, (laughs) your stress coping mechanisms suck. How many of you turn to food when you're stressed out or you're overwhelmed or you tell yourself, oh, I need some chocolate or I need some ice cream or I need some comfort food? (laughs) How many of you have told yourself this? And if, if food is your only stress coping mechanism and you're busy, and you're in a pandemic, and you're dealing with all of these things, or you have a demanding job, or you're raising a family, you're probably going to end up being stressed once in a while. And so if every time you get stressed out, you use food to deal with those emotions, A, you're not really addressing the like, stressor. B, the solution is very temporary. It may comfort you for a moment, but it doesn't really address the big problem. And then if anything, right, it's making you more stressed out because now it's hindering your results and your rate of progress, or it's not leaving you feel good, or it's decreasing your body's stress tolerance. So if your stress coping mechanisms are only (laughs) emotional eating or stress eating or comfort food, it's time to really dive into that and figure out what are some more supportive, more aligned ways that you can deal with certain emotions. And this is also very personalized to to each person as well, because we all get stressed in different ways from different things. And so really paying attention, if you find you end up stress eating or emotional eating or binge eating because of feeling overwhelmed, take some time to really dig into that. And really ask yourself, like, what are the triggers? What is, what is the specific feeling? What is the specific emotion? What is the reason as to why you got to the point where you're like, okay, now I need to like comfort myself. And so diving into that and getting, again, really, really clear on what those driving factors for your stress eating or your emotional eating are can be very, very helpful because now, You can reflect on things and find a aligned, supportive solution as a healthier alternative to that, where you're not just being like, okay, well, I need to stop stress eating, right? Sure, we all need to stop stress eating or emotional eating if we're doing that. 
It's not as easy as just telling yourself to do something. We have to understand there are certain behaviors in place for a specific reason. They're providing us with a certain level of comfort. They are turning certain pain into pleasure in that moment. They are providing us with a temporary solution in our mind subconsciously. That's why we do it. And so identifying why you are using food to cope with a certain stressor or for a certain emotion is going to help you really figure out, okay, what's an alternative to that? And what's something that's going to be more aligned with my goals, but also provide me with the same type of solution? So if it is something that's trying to calm anxiety, what's going to help you calm anxiety? If it is trying to bring you joy because you're like, man, I really want to go out and I want to eat and I want to do this, right? What else brings you joy? And finding like, and also figuring out what the triggers are. Because again, if you are stressed out at work and that's why you're emotional eating or stress eating, a good solution isn't going to be to go take your dog for a walk. You're at work. (laughs) Can't do that. So figure out what is, what are the triggers? What is the feeling or the, the driver for that behavior? What are you getting out of it? by turning to food as that stress code, like to deal with stress. And then finding that alternative, more aligned, more supportive behavior to help you shift that habit. So that is another way we can stop self-sabotaging. Stress eating, emotional eating, or an emotional eating are probably the most common killers of consistency <laughs> when it comes to staying consistent with a nutrition plan. People get stressed, people get overwhelmed, right? They want comfort. A lot of people's go-to, unfortunately. But that being said, is it actually solving the problem? Or is it just a very temporary fix for yourself? And then also, is it supportive of your goals and who you want to be and what you actually want to be doing? And if not, amazing. Here's this opportunity now to shift that habit. Now, reason number three we're going to go into, and I've spoken about this quite often. I think I did a I think it was last week, a live stream and an episode, but boundaries. Reason number three is you have no boundaries. You have specific goals that you want to work toward. You have a plan that you want to stay consistent with and stay accountable to. You have habits that you want to execute on. But every time your partner suggests to order in or your friend calls you up and is like, hey, let's have a wine night and down three bottles of wine. Or there's some other kind of, somebody else is saying, says like, oh, let's do this. Let's go out here. Let's order this. You have no boundaries to say no. And I'm going to be totally (laughs) a little bit of tough love too, right? Like there is a huge difference between saying yes, because you want to kind of just like make people happy and they're good. You want to be a good friend and you want to be a good partner. And then there's also a very big difference between saying yes to things and it's actually holding you back and making you feel worse inside, either mentally or physically. And the people you that love you and care about you, they want you to be happy. They want you to feel good. But so many times we are afraid to even communicate our needs or what we want or what our goals are, or why they're important to us. 
right? We just keep everything in our head. And then we get frustrated with other people by doing these certain things and throwing these temptations at us and these distractions at us and holding us back from getting to our goals. And we get frustrated that they keep asking us to do these things or they keep doing this or they're not like they keep tempting you. But you're the one that keeps saying yes. You're the one who hasn't set boundaries. You're the one that hasn't communicated your goals effectively. So if you keep finding that you keep self-sabotaging because of other people, realize it's not other people. It's you. Sorry. (laughs) Again, tough love. (laughs) Because it's often a lack of boundaries. And I'm not going to dive into this too much because I've literally done an entire live stream, an entire episode on setting healthy boundaries. But I am going to say that we have to realize that every time we say yes, especially when it comes to our health and our fitness goals or self-care or stress management or whatever, every time we say yes to somebody else, vice versa, we're also saying no oftentimes to us. So give yourself permission to say yes to yourself. And saying no isn't a bad thing. Owning your lifestyle isn't a bad thing. Having healthy boundaries isn't a bad thing. If you're stuck in the cycle of not getting ahead and self-sabotage and being frustrated constantly and not being able to get to your goals, then sometimes it has to do with just setting healthy boundaries and communicating those and just going all in and getting it done, getting the results, gaining that confidence in yourself. Realize boundaries aren't a bad thing. And now you can move forward in your journey. So really look at the ways you're self-sabotaging. And if you're blaming it on other people, ask yourself if there's any boundaries that you can set and have those in place and set them, hold them, honor them, and actually set those boundaries. Don't say it in your head. And then the next time they, your partner calls, like says like, Hey, let's order in or let's get takeout. And you're like, you know what? Sure. Actually honor those boundaries. And you're going to notice that you're going to gain confidence. It's going to get easier and you're probably going to feel a lot better too. So that's reason number three. You have no boundaries. So really look at that. Now, last but not least, reason number four is every single time you self-sabotage, let me know if you've done this before. Every single time you self-sabotage or you have Christmas or you have a birthday or you go out or you eat out or anything like this, you end up thinking that you need to reverse the damage. And the reason why this actually sets you up for consistent self-sabotage and not getting ahead with your goals is that, and I see this so many times with women where they end up eating out or they have a bigger meal or they go on a trip or they have the holidays, right? We just finished Christmas and New Year's. And so many times this is where people are like, okay, well, I need to eat really little or I need to fast or I need to do a detox or I need to do this. And sure, detoxes can be helpful, but for the most part, all we have to do is just jump back to that healthy way of eating and be consistent with a solid routine. And this not only is this 
mindset of being like, oh, I need to reverse the damage toxic, but it's also setting you up for failure because it's making you feel guilty for doing certain things, making you feel like you have to counteract bad actions, which is subconsciously associating certain actions as bad and good when it's like, it's not the case. It's all about this balance. And there's just, there's just more supportive and more nourishing choices and more aligned choices. It's not this good or bad thing. And again, even with eating out or even with trips or even with the holidays, I had this conversation with so many of my clients. Like there are, we always have to, again, the holistic approach, we always have to keep things in perspective, right? And realize that there is always physical and mental benefits to a lot of things. And sure, certain foods may not be the most supportive for gut, for blood sugar, maybe for inflammation. But, and of course, it's going to vary person to person, depending on what your specific health scenario is. But especially when it comes to weight loss or fat loss, we need to realize too, like that, yeah, there's benefits to eating certain foods or certain meals for our weight loss goals or fat loss goals. But then also realize that we also get so many benefits from enjoying Christmas with our family, enjoying certain holiday meals for mental health. And that does play a role too. And again, these little things are going to help you with consistency, avoid self-sabotage and actually be able to be like, be accountable with your healthier habits long-term and actually make a lifestyle out of it. Now, diving back into reason number four, right? Feeling like you have to reverse the damage every single time that you eat off plan or you have a meal out or you eat a little bit more calories or a bit more carbs or something like that. A, this is help making you subconsciously kind of label certain actions and habits as good and bad, where in reality, it's just simply kind of going to be more supportive choices that are aligned with specific goals. And your goals can change, right? And your goals can vary person to person or even depending on that day. So what are you wanting to get to get out of that day, right? And so it's not necessarily a bad thing to have a meal out or enjoy a holiday like dinner with your family. So again, the mindset behind this can be quite toxic because if you're want need thinking that you need to counteract every single time that you do a certain choice, then it's going to really hinder your relationship with food and your relationship with your body. So that's one part. Next part is that oftentimes this reversing the damage ends up swinging the pendulum to another extreme. So we end up fasting, skipping meals, under eating, cutting out carbs. Maybe you're over-exercising. Maybe you're going for a big run, right? And then you're going to end up in the evening hungry, having cravings. And you're, guess what's going to diminish? Your willpower, your discipline, because now you're not just affecting your mindset and it's you're trying to kind of battle this kind of like these desires mentally but also physically because now you have hunger and cravings at play 
And so when we counteract these things and we swing that pendulum to the other extreme, then this is often where we'll skip meals, we'll fast, but then we end up binging in the evening. And then we feel guilty and we feel bad. And the next day we fast, we skip meals, we're hungry again. And this is something that I really caught myself in at the very beginning of my fitness journey. Back in, man, it was a few years ago, (laughs) before 2015. I always think of like my fitness journey as like 2015 is the year of competing. And then everything before that was just meshed together. (laughs) So this is something that I really got stuck in with this binge restrict cycle. Because I would restrict all day, binge in the evening because I was just hungry and tired and having these cravings. And then I'd feel bad and guilty and try to reverse the damage. And so I'd like restrict the rest of the day only to end up doing the exact same thing. And I was doing on an either day by day cycle or a week by week cycle. But regardless, it was super frustrating. And you'd be surprised how often I see this, especially during times like the holidays or going into summer or going for out with friends or doing something, right? So many times people have this mentality that they need to reverse the damage or counteract the amount of calories they had or burn off the extra calories that they had. And it's like, this can be very toxic and it can really affect your relationship with food, can keep you stuck and it can lead to that self-sabotage behavior. And again, it's frustrating. And it keeps you plateaued. It keeps you stuck with your weight loss journey. It affects your mental health. It affects how you actually feel. And it's usually not going to get you that great results. So pay attention to these things. Hopefully you found that was helpful. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And I hope you have an amazing day. Bye, guys. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. One thing that really helps the podcast and other women who have yet to join us is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Please share with anybody you think might enjoy it. And also make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Nikki Park. Until next time.